for someone to pick up and it's illustrated as well. So I've got an illustrator who kind of came in and um, they've done amazing to make it really, the, uh, the aim was to make it fun, achievable and simple. So these, that was my kind of things I wanted to, to take away from the book. So then in terms of the millennial who's hopefully watching this or someone's friend or family member who's thinking this might be a good book for them, what takeaway point do you think they'd get from that book after they finish it? So the core of the book is all about asset allocations. This is probably the most powerful thing you can do with your investments. So when I say asset allocation, I mean how you're moving your... When I say asset, so asset is putting money into your pocket, a liability is money taken out of your pocket. So things like having... Do you put money in uh, shares, like shares of a company? Do you buy property? Do you keep your money in cash? There's other um, assets like commodities. So when you go to a shop and you buy... Um, like bread or metals or um, all, these are all different asset classes and each asset class kind of behaves differently depending on the different um, economical, economic cycles so small companies tend to do well in kind of the spring of the economical cycle um, whereas gold does really well in kind of in recessions and if you look at 2008 gold did really well whereas kind of the stock market kind of crashed so having this kind of balance of portfolio um, it's like a and I use it in a simplistic so, I was starting to tell clients like how to explain this in the, the easiest way possible. And, um, football is kind of the, the global language. So mm. just having, I used to even have like, you know, your, their kind of portfolio thing. Right. If they're older, you might have, you know, have a more, have more gold in your portfolio. Or if you're younger, you can actually have more strikers and that's, you know, you can physically, I've got, um, you can actually start moving kind of, um, Kind of their assets, you know, how you want to have this, your assets. And then in the book, that's all illustrated. It's all illustrated, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, so it's kind of easy to kind of understand. So then in terms of what you'd like to see as a benefit for the person that reads the book. Yeah. So say I pick up the book, I'm a millennial, so yeah. hopefully I'm looking fresh and young. But yeah, I pick up the book and I finish the book. What would you the one thing you think I should be able to put into practice? Not straight so away. From day one, you should be able. The idea is to actually just have easy, tangible steps you can do. It's like it's like I think of it like a, a recipe book for cooking. Like coming back to the life skills. Yeah. If you just kind of had the ingredients kind of threw it all in a pan, it wouldn't be like a tasty meal. But if you do the simple things of a of a recipe in the right order, then that's the way. It's a it's a process to follow. And so I've I've used. Kind of taken from the greats, the the Warren Buffetts, the the Peter Lynch's, the Jim Slaters, kind of taken ideas from them. Um, use kind of places the reader in the present, so it's kind of understanding where they are at the moment and and guides their future. So it's it's really kind of I, the idea is to kind of help them see where they're going to be in like 10, 20 years time. So it's like a good uh, guy for someone who's starting out, doesn't really know anything about investing, but rather than have them having to read all of these five and probably 500 more other books yeah. they can come to your book and really get a good knowledge of how to start their first exactly. investment so it started with a pound coin in your back pocket up to living the lifestyle that you want to live so every chapter has a story around it so I'm a big believer in kind of how humans kind of picture things in their, in their minds and it's we, we grew up uh, or we kind of yeah, grew up kind of talking through stories or even evolved through kind of exchanging stories to each other. So each chapter has a story based around it and it, it kind of um, makes them, uh, the reader put a picture, the picture in their heads to make it simple, fun and achievable. So if you would talk about a story, what would be one of the stories you think someone who reads it 
will definitely say, actually, that stayed in my mind. Then one that comes to your mind straight away. So thinking about, so the first chapter is about Cinderella. So Cinderella is kind of a rag, rag to riches story. So Cinderella kind of um, is kind of hard done by. She has two stepsisters who I kind of use um, the baby boomer and yeah. Gen X. So um, kind of, and Cinderella kind of, worried about kind of crying into her hands that she's never going to get to the ball. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the way a lot of millennials feel at the moment, but by her fairy godmother comes and kind of giving very simple kind of um, kind of tips on, on money. So pay yourself first, um, diversify, and then rebound. So it yeah. kind of helps her get to the ball. And it's, um, so she doesn't turn it, so she, her godmother, fairy godmother says, um, leave the ball at 12, or if you don't rebalance, like leave the party, you're going to turn into a pumpkin. Yeah. So it's kind of having that at 12 o'clock hits, make sure you automatically rebalance every year because you don't want to turn into the pumpkin in, in the market. Also, the, one of the stories you also touched on upon in previous episodes about how you were able to buy your mortgage without using any credit. Is yeah. that touched on in the book as well? Or? So, yes, yeah, so it uses a, a basically a, a formation. If you pay yourself as build your assets, so I'm basically using trying to write the book that I wish I had 10 years ago. So I've done, just bought a property in Bristol, not with a mortgage, just by paying myself first, um, having that cash buffer, diversifying, having, um, yeah, and rebalancing, essentially taking those gains and kind of putting it back into to property. So, I mean, using, yeah, not using credit and use, not using a mortgage, it's, it is possible. So then, finally, what kind of reception have you had from the book? Great feedback. So, um, getting people daily saying how much they yeah they're enjoying reading the book and how useful it's it's been. Um, I was shortlisted by the Financial Times Bracken Bauer Awards. Um, so that's um, last year where it's kind of the, kind of the best. Uh, it's kind of the under um, people who are kind of book proposals. It's a competition and yeah. So my name was in the Financial Times, which was quite nice. Um, yeah. And how did so, it make you feel? Yeah, great. Yeah, it's really good. So like the. Um, I guess my dream is to be sitting in a pub and uh, to overhear two people talking about their the football formation. So it's kind of like Rich Dad Poor Dad in terms yeah. of that's the book that people who don't know much about finance or just generally want to read a quote-unquote motivational book. That's one of the books they reference along with, say, I don't know, The Secret. It's kind of up there yeah, in that yeah, world. Yeah. So that's your hope one day to be up there and to that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, using kind of... I mean, I got a C at GCSE, so maths isn't massive, but I explain in simplistic terms that anyone with a kind of that kind of um, kind of basic knowledge of maths can understand it. And then we do kind of go into it starts off kind of very basic with the kind of Cinderella example, but then we do move uh, kind of step by step up to kind of more kind of complex things. Like um, we talk about yeah complexity of a pension, but then also up to kind of how many days do you have left to live, and that's that was kind of. So you can kind of like, are you going to be living day day to day, kind of paycheck to paycheck, or kind of start making assets work for you? So when you do finish work, you can have essentially money working for you. So you, you, you don't have to have that kind of boss kind of overall, you know, mm. complaining. And then previously, like on our last episode, we talked about the mental health aspect of managing money. Does the yeah. book touch on that? Yeah, I mean, the whole mindset, the kind of overarching concept of once you do have money, um, kind of, the understanding of money and kind of that mind, that mindset, then you it's yeah it, it will improve mental health uh, for having even having that that cash buffer. Then if you know that it's almost like a safety net that you know if anything happens to you that you have that kind of three month cash buffer that's gonna essentially you can kind of dip into that without kind of worrying about the you know 
we talked to covered before about homelessness and mm. a few paychecks away from homelessness, but having that kind of cash buffer there, you can kind of dip into that and then which, well, the aim is to improve mental health and kind of um, mental kind of money mindset. So then just final question, if you were to give someone a quote that surmises your advice to managing money or mental impact of money, what quote would that be? It can be yourself or it can be anyone. Yeah, I'll go with the greats. I mean, Warren Buffett is um, yeah, a big hero of mine. So yeah, investing is simple but not easy. And then to add on from that, he also talks about be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. So it's not necessarily just about um, kind of just paying yourself into a savings account. There's a chapter on risk and how you can kind of manage yourself um, about your risk portfolio and understanding what you want to achieve can really um, you can understand kind of how much risk you, sh- you can take and how much risk you you, you, you shouldn't be taking if that's um, but yeah by having that mindset you're almost like right you know that if you invest four percent into kind of higher risk assets you know that you've got the other 96 percent in kind of safer assets so you can almost um, yeah it's really kind of um, yeah and then it's helping that that kind of money work for you. So this book is not going to be a risk for you. It's obviously going to be an asset that is going to grow. Where can people buy it? So it's in Amazon. So yeah, into Google. Um, so yeah, football uh, financial asset, football financial asset allocation. So it's a bit of a mouthful, but of course, if you type that in or you type in Neil's name, it's going to come up. You can follow him on social media. You can follow me on social media. Once again, we do thank you for watching. Make sure you check out the previous episodes if you want any more guidance on investing and generally to get some of these great tips, hear about these books and get those five mistakes and tips that can help you when you start investing. Thanks for watching once again. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. And just to just to clarify, that book is called Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. And that book aims to give back your time. So our time is our most precious asset. So this book teaches you simple strategies to automate your money, saving you time, aim to teach you how to retire early using the latest evidence-based research. So just imagine every day you wake up feeling like the weekend. It will reduce your stress and worry about money, giving you better peace of mind money worries tops a pole of the biggest cause of stress and worry this book aims to solve this problem and it also aims to save you thousands of pounds from expensive financial advice fees this is this means someone who invests their hard-earned money would would lose hundreds of thousands of pounds in fees over your life and that's according to a times report so please buy that book now it's on amazon thanks again for joining us and hope to see you soon Yeah. I think that sounds alright.